Good evening, family. How is body doing tonight? Another beautiful, beautiful day here. Actually, a pretty nice night, too. 
Not a chemtrail in the sky once again. It's always a little things. It was absolutely beautiful. Just blue skies across the sky. It was great. Guys, this is Kilted Christian, episode 549. I've called this one the Transfiguration. Um, we're going to get into this little bit of topic. I'm going to have uh, Jay Wu popping in here uh, towards the end of the show just to kind of finish up the conversation. He's out having dinner with his mom. And right now we need to take advantage, every advantage we have, every time moment we have just to hug our moms, hug our dads, hug the ones we love, spend a little bit of time with them, go out to dinner, do whatever we can because time is short right now and it's the little things like that that will just put the big smile on everybody's face. And you never know. You never know. Like I said, I was told years ago to never miss an opportunity to tell your loved ones that you love them. So once again, Kilt the Christian episode 549, The Transfiguration. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. All right, and blessed to see you all. And it's going to be a fun, um, a fun topic. Um, this is just every now and then I come across some theories that are scriptural that just blow my mind when you step back and you think about some of these things. We talked about a couple over the last week or so. Um, but this one right here is going to be an interesting topic. It's one of those things that doesn't matter in the big spectrum because there's certain things that, you know, details that God just didn't put in the in scripture um, that just, you know, leave things hanging. For instance, you know, where specific destinations were um, specifically, you know, tonight's topic, um, transfiguration, like where did Mount of uh, Transfiguration take place? And, you know, I, I always assumed it was Mount of Olives. Um, I talked to a Jeff and Chris, um, and uh, Insidious earlier, and they they had some ideas of where it could be, but it was a, a great conversation. It's going to be a really fun one that I'm going to be getting into uh, once Jay Wu gets in here later on. And he doesn't even know the topic, so it's going to be a fun. I'm going to blindside him with this one. But uh, before I get into any news tonight, guys, I request all hands on deck if possible because there are um, some brilliant people right here in this chat and I think collective we can come to uh, an answer here. So as you guys know, Jeff has been um, pretty ill uh, since I think July of last year. It's been a good long time, and he he has been just sucking up every day. Some days he has zero energy. Some days he has a little bit more, and on those days he'll pop on the show. He could be popping on tomorrow. He just wasn't feeling up to it tonight. So he's been diligently trying to figure out, you know, what is going on? What's the problem? They looked at everything, I think, from mold to any possibility um, that he, you know, of what he could be going through. So he did a, uh, an EMF test yesterday. He, he got, um, on his electrical devices, a meter and uh, went around his house and checked and, you know, you've got your safe levels of EMF and you got your dangerous levels. Well, when he got near any sockets in his house, computer, anything like that, um, it jumped up. I'm talking like a thousand times above what the safe level is supposed to be. So he's starting to wonder if that may be part of the issue. So he was looking up, um, you know, at different things that he could do, you know, to help that just in case it is an EMF problem. And we came across um, a couple of things. It's a, it's a Russian stone, and it's actually pretty cool. I went through and I did a big a bunch of research on it, and he has done it as well. And these stones um, actually block off uh, EMFs and stuff like that. So he's looking at possibly getting one of these things to see if it actually works because it's similar to what they put on phones and other devices or whatever. Um but like I said, unfortunately, this is also a very, uh, it's a very, um, art or a stone that they actually create a lot of fake stones because they're worth a lot of money. Shungai, exactly. So little red, um, you wear one daily. So 
let me know um, what you think. Because like I said, we're trying to find something that works. So if you guys have any ideas of something that Jeff could utilize that, you know, basically stops the EMFs or whatever, getting into him, we're going to work on the uh, Shun guy. But Little Red, let me know what you know about that. Um, I will connect you um, straight with uh, Jeff and talk this one out. Oh, and you do, oh, Little Red, see, you know what? You came here because God sent you straight to this show. I have been literally digging in. I drove to multiple places today looking around that had stones trying to find this and dig into it. Um, so, and you know where to get the real ones. That was the big thing that Jeff and I were worried about. So God bless you. That is so awesome. So we will definitely have this conversation. I will get this information to Jeff. And if you guys also have anything that you want to throw into this, um, any articles that you may come across dealing with this, um, certainly go in there and post it in Brothers in a Bible and Telegram. Jeff um, gets on there every single day and looks into it. We're just trying to get him up and going again, getting him feeling good. And uh, like I said, this um, if you look at the symptoms of what like EMF and stuff like that cause, it's very similar to what Jeff is going through. So um, it's just a very expensive fix uh, to get the whole house taken care of, obviously. You're going to have to redo the electrical. So uh, we're going to go in there. And like I said, any advice that you guys can give me or Jeff, that would be awesome. And uh, I will be getting with you, Little Red. So um, anyways, let's go into a little bit of news and we'll get into our uh, scriptural conversation. So the first thing, this is crazy. So we've been talking um, about the eclipse uh, over the last week. Um, well, actually longer than that, but multiple times over the last week. And Jay Wu sent me another video today um, of things that, that I hadn't caught because a lot of people are starting to dig in and kind of look at any significance. What eclipse? I don't know. Matt and Heb, we'll, we'll wait, come, come hang out here in April and we will figure this one out together. I know it's a long drive, like a good old 10 minutes to get over here. So, um, but yeah, the, uh, so a lot of people are digging into this. So a guy went through and started looking at all kinds of um, different maps, like, you know, where earthquake, you know, where, um, fault lines are and everything. And he found a fault line map and, uh, it's crazy that the fault line that goes from the northwest um, down to the um, southeast and the fault line that goes from the northeast down to the southwest literally is identical and lines up exactly 100% with the uh, the root of these eclipses. That is just absolutely insane. So we went through and, and started digging in a little bit further and, and found that the the actual totality, the, the X cross point where that Tav crosses is in a little place called um, Little Egypt. So now we got another weird little connection over there. So it's called Little Egypt. Um, and then he pulled out the old map. If you guys have seen it, um, whenever I find it, whenever I'm looking up, I always just type in like end of the world map. Um, and this map always pops up. But there was a map that our United States Navy put out um, that was out that was made before that. But the United States Navy actually officially used this one as a, a land or a, a marker for what our country is going to look like. Um after like an event of uh, faults, earthquakes, and so forth like that, and where the water comes into our country. So um, if, I'm sure a lot of you have seen that map. Like I said, other than that, you can just type in like end of the world map. That's how I always get to it when I do an engine search. Um, but it shows like basically California wiped out, Utah, um, a lot of those places over there just completely covered in water. Half of Colorado, um, a portion of like the, the southern part of Florida and then the northeast part of Florida, like only around Amelia Island. Um, and there's certain other places that you get further up northeast where the water comes in. But there's also water that cuts straight down through our country. So it basically comes down through Missouri. Um, Michigan on this map is like almost completely gone. There's like uh, 
I think like Grand Rapids and that center area, you know, it's a pretty decent size, but like everything on the west and the south, the north and the east are all completely gone. And uh, but the the weather at this point, it becomes a giant river that runs straight down through the United States. So it's literally west of Kentucky. Kentucky's not even affected by this thing whatsoever. But the reason I'm pointing this out is because if you look at this map and you overlay it to the map of the uh, eclipse where the X um, where the X crosses is literally dead center right over the river that now cuts through the center of the United States. Um, it's just interesting what people are, are digging into and they're finding. And I always thought part of that was just a big scare tactic. Cause right now you got to remember is, a you know, we are in the biggest straight up disinformation war that this world has ever seen. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse. You know, Jeff and I had a discussion earlier, you know, um, cause we talk often about how the Christians are being persecuted right now, um, more than any other people in this world. And we are to an extent, but it's mainly verbal, occasional, <clears throat> occasional violence, but, you know, the, the persecution that Christ was talking about that we're going to be facing in the future um, is nothing compared to what we're doing right now. Like what we're seeing right now is like a beautiful rainbowy, sunshiny day compared to what they are referring to. And those end times being a Christian, turning down the mark of the beast and so forth, um, they will hunt you down. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people, too, that are because they're pushing all these weird gun laws to again all of a sudden. So. Um, right now I know that, um, Missouri, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I, I know that, uh, Moonwolf can verify this way better than me cause he's been already working on this. They're trying to, um, I believe remove, uh, concealed carry or something like that. So that's one state. California is trying to do with guns, what you do with cars. Basically you have to re-register your gun every single year. So they're starting to take these new methods. Um, Obviously, you saw all of the uh, shootings that took place last week that have pretty much disappeared. And I'll tell you why it disappeared, because all of those things, other than the immigrants, um, all of those incidences had one thing in common. And that was the guns that were used were stolen, not legal. So expect all of these cases, all of these shootings that you heard about over the last week, including the one over Missouri during the, uh, the Chiefs rally. Um, to just completely disappear into that oblivion that we will trip over one day when we're looking for our missing socks from the dryer. We're going to come across all that. That information is going to be just in some little oblivion world altogether. But um, yeah, so it's getting crazy and crazy. They're pushing things more and more. They're allowing it, making it easier for the um, immigrants to get hold of weapons, harder for the uh, law-abiding citizens in this country. But we once again, we know this, is that you know it, it's no different than having a sign that says um, – you know, a no gun zone. Is that going to stop a criminal? No, that's going to embolden. They're going to be like, cool, nobody has guns here. Criminals don't follow the law. I don't care how many laws you try to create. It's not going to change the situation that we have right now because criminals will still get their hands on guns. Meanwhile, we're going to be uh, flicking peas with a rubber band or something like that because they're kind of take away our guns. So once again, we just can't let this happen. We got to hold that line, step up, um, and things are, are getting a little rougher. There's a Bigger escalation is going on overseas right now. So apparently a British ship was taken out. Um, there's melee back and forth between the United States, a group from Iran. Uh, Lebanon got attacked by uh, Israel. So they're, they're stepping that one up uh, bit by bit by bit. And then they're continuing to point the finger over at Putin for this, 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 and that. And it's turning out that everything, even last week, they accused him of turned out to be straight up lies. Because last week, you know, the big thing we were talking about was the uh, – 
the national security threat where they were saying that Russia was going to send nukes up into space to take out our satellites, you know. So the question that every sensible person asked was, well, why do you need nukes to do that? I mean, it's it's a satellite. Like, I'm assuming most of these satellites aren't armed. So wouldn't it be simple as taking it out with like a regular bomb? Like, why do you need nukes? So they were basically trying to set up the scenario is if Russia has nukes up there, then they can nuke over our country and put in an EMP, which they have been talking about for a while anyways, um, saying that this is going to be the threat that we're facing. All they're doing is they're setting up the stage right now so they can blame it on Russia when our country, in fact, is the one that pulls that trigger. Um, and I think we can all agree with that. Um, it's literally trying to create a war, trying to get more money sent over to the Ukraine. Today, um, Russia put Lindsey Graham on their um, their list of people that can never come to their country, basically a terrorist list. So Lindsey Graham, nobody wants you. We don't want you. Matter of fact, man, maybe maybe if we have a good conversation with Trump, he'll put you on a terrorist list and keep you out of our country. I would be A-OK with that. Um, so next, uh, this is something that you'll see growing and growing and growing because most people, as you know, um, and as well as the media, don't read the articles. They read the headlines. They jump right into that first little headline like, oh, oh my gosh, look what's happening. So in this case, there's a growing trend sees local state law enforcement facilities are listing black and Hispanic offenders as white. So and I went through and I got this list of loads of them where they're like straight up. I'm talking like dark black, not even like a, a, a an off white, like dark black. And right next to them, it says Caucasian non-Hispanic, you know, they're, they're going around and they're rewording these things because they don't want you to know what's going on. Because if you go dig a little bit deeper, you'll also find that it has nothing to do with the people of color, that these people are all immigrants that have come over um, that border sometime within the last couple of years, just like the large number of Asians, which are popping up more and more and more over in the California area. Exactly spooky, dark skinned white men. That was to this day, that is the best headline I have ever seen dark-skinned white supremacist I, I like i laughed at that for about 10 minutes i was still laughing at that joke that john said last night when i got done with this show reminding you guys I forgot um so for some reason um i get kicked off often you guys may know that if it's a very end of the show i won't do it if it's halfway during the show obviously i'll pop right back on i i really don't like when they shut my show off in the middle of prayer so what i'm doing this weekend is i'm going to be taking my entire studio moving it to the other side of the house, and I'm going to hook it directly into Hardline to see if that is the issue so this doesn't happen again, and I'm hoping that that fixes a problem. Nonetheless, it's a tiny inconvenience, but it'll be totally worth it if I can get through all of my shows without them trying to shut me down because, uh, I don't know, CCP, Zoom, I think Zoom is a CCP. I'm going to guess that. I'm going to say that Zoom is a CCP and they're shut me down because it always seems to turn out when I mention them or I go into some really cool God stories that always get shut down. And, well, they don't like us talking bad about them or talking good about God. So um, next, uh, emergency message. Um, so the U.S. – and this is – I don't need – I'll get to my opinion about this in a second. Emergency message. U.S. Marshals tomorrow will be attempting to move January 6ers Jake Lang and Ryan Sinsel to an undisclosed new location or a new prison. Jake and Ryan just had their um, temperature taken, which is a sign that they will be moved in the morning from a D.C. jail to another facility. Could be any maximum security um, prison in the entire country. More diesel therapy torture for the January 6th prisoners. Jake has already been moved to 14 
different prisons in just 1130 days of his incarceration without a trial. This torture tactic, in my, this is what I think this is. This is straight up a BS Nazi torture track, a torture tactic. That's exactly what's going on here. So let me explain myself a little bit. Um, nobody wants to be in prison, okay? Especially somebody that didn't break the law. We don't want to be in prison, but what happens? We're God-loving people. We make the best of everything. So what do we do? We get comfortable. We find, we, we um, adapt as much as we possibly can to the situation that we are in. That is what we do as humans. So what do these people do? They literally move them from prison to prison and prison. So every time they start getting a routine, every time they start making allies or friends or someone to talk about, every time they start making any kind of motion where at least gets tolerable for them to be in the situation they don't want to be in, they take them away and they move them to another place. Right back into the midst of people that hate them, that don't know what's going on, they end up getting bullets. So they have to reprove themselves over and over again, find new friends in that place. So they're basically pushing them to be alone no matter where they go and push them in this country. That's number one, and that is straight up torture um, because a lot of the times these guys get put in uh, solitary confinement. The next thing, which just drives me, um, which is another part of this, is these people are still pre-trial. They have not been to trial. So imagine this. Imagine being in a prison in D.C. where your court will more than likely be, and then they, they move you to another state. You've got to find a new lawyer now because the lawyers operate by the state. They're going to be going and doing a trial in a completely different state. So basically every time these people get their, their cases built and strong, they move them to another prison where they have to start all over again. The money that's out of their pocket paying these lawyers to do the job they were doing, they still got to pay them. They'll never see their day in court because they just moved them to another prison in another state. So these people, it gets worse and worse and worse. I thought it was bad enough that these uh, January Sixers ended up in prison anyways. I thought it was bad enough that we're now three years down the road and there's still 50% of these people that haven't even seen a trial yet. This is unconstitutional um, to the, the umph degree. But then you've got this tactic where they're literally torturing these people. It is getting absolutely disgusting. And every time I think that they have reached a whole new level of just being cruel and unusual people, they end up doing it all over again. So um, keep praying for those folk um, that are still incarcerated because, like I said, they are just – they're in the worst situation ever. And uh, it's just not – yeah, it's just not fair. Um Okay, wait, I'm going to read this real quick. So Jack Tard says, hello, brother, when convenient, please briefly list Jeff's um, chief health complaint and diagnosis so that I can adequately pray and be, I will definitely do so. I'll make sure to um, to write a lengthy thing tonight, Jack Tard, on uh, on our Celtic Christian so everybody can understand all the symptoms that he's going through and just do a deep, deep prayer. Because like I said, this has been a long time. And we know the reason behind this is the devil wants Jeff out of the game because he's such a, he's, he's one of our big players. So, you know, just keep on praying. And like I said, I will most certainly definitely do that. But like I said, also keep playing for these people, uh, the January 6th people, um, that they get through this soon enough. And I hope, man, honestly, oh Lord, if Trump gets in that office and he's a decent person like he's claiming to be, let this be one of the first things that he does is take these people and free them all. Um, because let's face it, <laughs> they're there for Trump. So Trump better do something and show his uh, respect for them because that's three years of incarceration. Um, so here we go, guys. There's no way she said this out loud, but she did. This is European Parliament, EU. Check this out.
I'm not sure, Kit Kat, who that's speaking. I know this is a Euro Parliament um, EU um, that they were speaking at, but like they don't even remotely hide this anymore. Like literally everything that just came out of that woman's mouth, we have been called conspiracy theories for even mentioning over the last like six years. Everything that just came out of her mouth, the removal of free speech, um, tracking everybody in the country, biometrics. Did you guys catch that? That little slip in there, biometrics. So I went through and did a little bit further digging today. Um, the biometrics is actually already in place. Like this isn't something that's coming. This is something that's already out there apparently. Um, so what she's saying right now is them literally going through and changing all of the international laws. And they're admitting it right in front of your face internationally on an international stage um, at the Euro Parliament EU. Um, freedom of speech, gone. Um, freedom of anything, gone. You guys want to turn down a vaccination that you feel as an adult that you're like, no, I don't need that. Uh, uh, you don't have that right any longer when they change these rules. You now have to take this stuff for the betterment of everybody else in this world. So, um, man, talk about beast system, boom, right in front of our face. And they aren't even remotely hiding it anymore. And this is the question that I always ask is how are there still people out there that still deny the holy book at this point? It was so dead on accurate in every way telling us all the prophecy everything that's unfolding right now the beast system the mark of the beast like everything and there's still people out there that deny god so keep up your work do everything you possibly can and just work on these people in their lives and hopefully they'll uh, find that that uh same faith in christ that we have in our journey um but one thing too that i'd love to ask you guys this as well um i've seen a couple of videos on it i've been feeling this myself is um our souls, our souls are opening up so much right now. Um, the closer we get to God, the more things move forward. Our souls are like a, kind of like a flower right before it rains. You know, the, the flowers and the trees and everything, they know when rain's coming, so they open themselves up, and you could just smell everything just going all over the place. Just beautiful aromas because they're opening up ready to take the rain in. It's about to come. Our souls are like that, but God is that heavenly rain. And God's speaking to us. He's talking to us in so many different ways. And one of those ways that I've noticed recently, and I've noticed that other people are too, is that when we get around people like ourselves, our souls light up because we're here for each other. We're here to guide each other, to do well for each other, to talk scripture, to talk about God. You know, that's why God put us in our lives. But 
when you get around those people that don't have God in their lives, um, it's almost like your, your body and your soul is telling you to get away from them. Um, and then, you know, God even said that, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't hang out with the ungodly, like obviously go to the ungodly and introduce them to Christ. But, um, that's just what we're getting now is that our souls are starting to speak to us. And when we get around somebody, because our soul recognizes a soul that's open to hearing what we have to say, but there's also evil things out there right now. I've seen like multiple videos. And I don't know how legit these are of people that have been in grocery stores talking about, um, feeling somebody looking behind them and, and to look around there are people just staring at them with these like black eyes. Part of me wonders, um, if these are organic instances that are actually happening or somebody sees somebody talking about it on social media and then they just emulate it. And all of a sudden you got like 12 videos. People talk about the same thing. I don't know. But the one thing that they all say is that it's like your body's just, your soul is just saying, get away from this person. They are not going to do you any good. And I've been around a couple of people. Um, and I felt that same way. It's like your, your, your body, it's like God saying, look, no, that person is not good for you. Um, get away from them. And most often I'll sit there and talk to people about God or anything like that. But on occasion, you know, there's, it's just, you got that gut. It's like, turn around and go the other way. So I do. Um, so I love, this, this is pretty funny. Um, I may have mentioned this one before, but I still, I just find it hilarious. So he says, I walked into a mall yesterday and I walked into the bookstore. I asked that they had Trump's new book on how to deport illegal immigrants. The clerk said, get the hell out of here and don't come back. My reply was, yes, that's the one. Do you have it in paperback? I love that. <laughs> laughs are good every single day um so check this this came from stephen miller today um just to show you where biden was they, they keep telling you hey there's no border crisis the border's closed blah 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 and then when things get real bad and people start seeing right to their lies and calling them out on it every single day what do they do it's trump's fault we're three years into this uh administration and somehow the immigration which wasn't so bad on trump's watch it's horrible right now and yet still Trump's fault. Hmm. I don't know how that works, but anyways, the very first bill, that's right. The very first bill that was sent to Congress was a bill to make illegal aliens into voting citizens. He terminated every Trump deportation policy, ordered ICE to halt removals and commanded the CBP to start mass releasing illegal aliens into America. Biden organized and ordered this invasion. No matter what they say, the proof is coming out more and more and more, and I'm grateful for that. But like I said, um, we just need to get the rest of the world to wake up to this. And then they'll do that. Then what will happen is the Democrats will start lining up and go, yeah, man, we need to get rid of him too in order to set up the run for Big Mike, which is popped back in. Even though they literally interviewed her the other day and both her and Obama said – or both him and Obama said, no, I'm not I'm running for president – turns out that they absolutely are going to be running for president so um like i said just count on all of this coming and count on a lot of other chaos because they're going to do everything they can they can because trump isn't beatable they, they can't beat him you know and like i said still part of me is just extremely cautious about that my faith 100 just like all of yours goes to the lord almighty in heaven um i'm so cautious right now and as always one of my biggest prayers is prayers for discernment so that we don't get deceived right here on this earth because uh we want we want to believe that there's so good people that are watching out for us right here on this earth but we also know not to trust the flesh not to trust man but to trust our heavenly father who will get us through this um next up breaking news fox news is reporting 
that Joe Biden plans on using the State of the Union to announce the Great Reset. We knew this was coming. So um, first of all, the actual State of the Union is three months late this year, and it was scheduled just days after the latest continuing revolution expires and the Senate's omnibus is expected to pass. So um, odd timing with that, three months later than it usually is. Um, but Biden, like I said, is to announce the Great Reset at the State of the Union. Um, what after he destroyed our country using the Cloward Piven with illegal immigrant handouts. So the Cloward Piven strategy focused on overloading the United States public welfare system in order to participate or precipitate a crisis, which would ultimately lead to the replacing the welfare system and a national system of a guaranteed annual income and thus end um, poverty. This is what they're going to push. They're just where they're going to push it to get us all on board with it. This is literally what um, Scott talks about all the time on Bards FM about our universal basic income. That's exactly what this is. Um, so like I said, is, uh, I, I will certainly, although I can't stand listening to any of these people up on the podiums at all, like any of them, not even the Republicans any longer. Um, I certainly will be listening to this state of the union and I will let you guys know, um, how that ends up coming out. And if they do in fact, talk about the great reset, which we know is in the happenings and makings anyways. So this came from Emil Robinson today. Three weeks ago, I told you that the virus pandemic would be used to track people in America. Well, here we are. HR 600 or 6,666. What a, what a weird number. I just, for some reason, I think I remember reading something about a bunch of sixes somewhere. But anyways, um, HR 666 uh, or 6,666 authorizes the Secretary of Health and Human Services to award grants to eligible entities to conduct diagnostic testing for COVID-19 and related activities such as contact tracing through mobile health units and, as necessary, at individuals' residences for other purposes. So they are trying to pass a bill right now, once again, H.R. 6,666, which literally does exactly what we knew was coming and they're going to be tracking the people in America that have been um, vaccinated and unvaccinated. Um, so then we got uh, related to this one right here. So you got multiple more deaths that popped up and, and people, there's a lot of lawsuits that are outstanding. Obviously they're not mentioning any of these lawsuits. Matter of fact, uh, ABC and CBS put out articles today sponsored by Pfizer. I can promise you that they came out telling you that, there is no problem with the people that were vaccinated, but any people that did not get vaccinated that had children where the parents were did have COVID are expecting their kids to basically go through um, some major serious uh, illnesses because their parents had COVID and they weren't vaccinated. It's We know it's the exact opposite of this. It's the vaccination, um, especially for the parents that got vaccinated with the kids in the womb. Because it's affecting, we've been talking about that the last two Mondays about the cancers that have come up through all this stuff. In this case, Maddie DeGaray, she signed up to participate in Pfizer's um, COVID-19 clinical trial for 12 to 15-year-olds um, in early 2021. Within 12 hours of her second dose, she suffered a severe um, systemic adverse reaction that left her in a wheelchair and bound on a feeding tube for life. So... Um, you know, we're, we're seeing more and more examples of that. I can't tell you, I came across like five different articles of, um, 
people that were openly vaccinated or in trials that all passed away um, from this. Hey, Jay Wu, how are you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing great, man. It's great to see you. How, how was dinner? It was good. We had meatloaf. Oh, that's what I had last night. Nice. I like meatloaf. I like meatloaf because it's pretty darn easy to make. You just <laughs> slap a loaf of meat together, put some onions in there, some nice little herbs, wipe some barbecue sauce on it like I did. Boom. Mm, I like it with ketchup. Yeah, I... I uh, I generally um, eat it with ketchup or uh, some kind of a, a marinade or some kind of a red sauce. But this time I went with a uh, sweet hickory barbecue sauce, which mm. which actually I'm um, really good. It, it came out really good. I'd never made a meatloaf before. Like I said, I just was too lazy to go grill burgers. So that was my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but it did come out good. Um, so. We're, we're talking about some news, man, because the news hasn't stopped. And I thank you for popping in here because we're going to get into a great conversation here in just a little bit. Um, and I'll, I'm curious to see where this conversation goes because it's, like I said, one of those things that doesn't matter scripturally, doesn't change your salvation or anything, but it's still a mind blower when you think about it. So we'll get to that here in a moment. Um, Sweet. So we'll finish a little bit of news here. So, um, so Tucker asked uh, uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor, um, what he thinks about Vladimir Zelensky. And I, I love, I love uh, McGregor. He's one of the like honest uh, colonels that we have as far as the generals and the colonels. And stuff, I love this guy. Cause he's always like straight up um, with reality and not trying to walk around it. Like our media does. Who well, is Zelensky? Exactly. How would you characterize Zelensky? Well, Zelensky, George W. Bush called him our generation's Winston Churchill. Uh, well, this is W, right? Yeah. Not a very thoughtful man. <laughs> it's the first off. How can you not love that? man? he's already ragging on the bush. You talk, what you want? Oh, yeah, not a very thoughtful man. <laughs> uh, he was a comedian who made a living uh, acting on stage, frequently pretending to be a transvestite, doing things with uh, various body parts that I won't go into. And he was picked up by a, an oligarch named Kolomoisky. Kolomoisky is the individual who is probably more responsible than anybody else for funding this atrocity we call the Azov Regiment mm -hmm. that runs around with the swastikas and Nazi gear and so forth. And he was picked and then blessed by Victoria Nuland and, and the State Department as their man. Now, when he originally ran for office, he ran on a peace platform. And he was overwhelmingly elected across the country because he said, if I am elected your, as your president, I will make peace with Russia. Ukrainians didn't want to go to war with Russia. Uh, they were looking for a way out of this and a resolution to the crisis. Of course, once he was in there, he took a different road. And I can't help but think that that road was defined for him by us. Boom. See, that's what I love about him is he doesn't hide anything. So, so not only did he say what we knew, about the Azovs, about Zelensky and so forth, we found out something that we didn't realize. And that was Zelensky promised those people peace with Russia when he was running for president. And not only did he not go with peace for Russia, he took the exact opposite route and went to war with them. So he straight up lied and he said it dead on. That was our country. It was our CIA, three-letter agency. That's right, guys. I said it. I said it all today. I said CIA. I'm not even embarrassed. I'm not even uh, worried about it tonight. Those guys were the ones that were behind this. And man, I hope these, we need to get, we need, as, as JFK said, 
The FBI, the CIA need to be splintered into a thousand pieces and dust in the wind. Just get rid of all of it, man. Not even, we don't even need a restructure. At this point, we need to rebrand, like completely rebuild these things from absolute scratch. And and we need to have constitutional, um, constitutional laws that go in here that keep them in line so they can't get away with what they're doing. Like the loopholes, you know, the five eyes, one of the greatest most devious loopholes ever country can't spy on itself. So let's befriend other countries to spy on us. We'll spy on them and we'll just trade information. You know what I'm saying? Our constitution was so well written, but, but we, I don't think our forefathers counted on this level of, uh, this level of tyranny and evil. So, you know, now that we've seen this stuff happen with our own eyes, you know what I'm saying? If this isn't God's return, that's a that's the biggie right there. You know, if it's rapture time, awesome, even better. Um, if it's not that time, and we do have a little bit of time left here to to fix this problem, like I said, it's going to have to be a complete reconstruction of all of our DOJ. How do you feel about that, Jay Wu? I would say, yeah, let's flush this toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I heard something the other day, and I I don't remember enough of it to to uh, really um, speak to it much, but. The way our constitution was written originally um, did, I think they did expect something like this to happen. Um, <clears throat> I think it was an SGT report I listened to last night as I was falling asleep. But, um, you know, let's roll it back. And then because, you know, it was stuff like the the Patriot Act. I just love the names for these stupid things that they wrote. And uh, um, but those are the loopholes and we allowed them to do it. You know, I think if we do manage to to, you know, get all this corruption out, get all the stupid crap out and and, you know, really make it work like it was supposed to again, you know, it's up to us to keep it working right. And that and I think that was the whole the whole point it was it was buying for the people. So the people got to take their part in it. Yeah. Uh, so but yeah, <laughs> I like the the dude's name. uh Zelensky's handler, Kolomoisky. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a Weasley dude. Did they all sound like Weasley dudes? <laughs> Even the, the guy that, that they're trying to claim that uh, Putin took out. This guy was like, he was bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone, it's so funny, too, how, how easily the news does this. You know, it's like, nobody knew, nobody knew what Ukraine was. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we'd heard of Ukraine. But nobody could point out a city <laughs> in Ukraine. Look, come on, let's just be honest. I don't care right. unless you went to school for geography or, or something international related. I don't know. Most people go out. Well, they don't. They couldn't even point out where Ukraine was in general on a map at one point. And then all of a sudden, like your news comes out, and now you got everybody waving the Ukraine flag inside their social media account, supporting right. Zelensky who was also a guy that nobody had a clue about. So it's no different than this dude that uh, Putin supposedly took out. And uh, they mentioned it's like, and Putin takes out enemy. And we don't even know that happened. Like, nobody knows how this guy died. They just automatically jumped on the, the Putin takes out his enemy thing. And all of a sudden, like, you've got all these, like, American liberals who are just outraged. And it's like, right. who who is this dude you were outraged about? Do you, do you even know his <laughs> name? Can you even tell me his name? Why are you outraged? Why don't you look into this dude's background and you realize like he was a Trump hating. That's probably why they love him. But he was 
like literally a deep stater doing all this deep state stuff. So, I mean, like, let's face it, the guy probably had coming what came to him. Um, I don't wish death on anybody. Um, but like I said, it's that easy to manipulate people where they're just like, well, he's not a Trump supporter, so we're going to support him. I don't support anybody because they are going against a person that I really don't like. That's just not how this works. I support right. people that I can get behind. I don't support, well, I'm going to vote for that person because I hate that person. Like, that's that's like an anti-Christian thing, you know what I'm saying? It, that's spiteful. Well, and it speaks to the, the lowbrow intelligence level of a lot of people these days. Like, I saw a TikTok yesterday where, you know, one of those, you know, guy on the street asking people questions about geography or whatever. And he, he asked this woman, so where is the Great Wall of China located? And she oh, couldn't answer no, the question. I've seen those videos, man. Like, okay, yes, I've seen those videos. The, my, my, the one that blows my mind though is when he, when they hold up a clock and they're like, "What time is it?" And these kids mm. can't even read an analog clock. Right. Um, I'm like, you know, and ye. I have trouble with military time. You know, I have to, I have to add or subtract the twelves oh, to I, get it right. But I'm used to it. Like a, yeah, but I used to I finger you. Got out. you got God gave us. 10 fingers and 10 toes. You know what I'm saying? Like you've at least got 20 digits to use right here. Um, but no, it's funny listening to, to, to like all these people. Cause some of these, they'll go to like these campuses. My favorite. Oh my goodness. My favorite video like that was they went to Harvard and the first thing they did, <laughs> I'm not joking. Was they asked the girl, um, are you better than other people because you're going to Harvard? Okay. So, oh, wow. So, yes, she said exactly what you expected her to say. She's like, well, absolutely, because I got into this school and not everybody can do it. So she went on this, like, five-minute narcissist rant about how she's better. You know, when we all know the reality, it's like, uh, I can promise you we can dig your family back into a deep state or a Masonic connection. That's why you're in this school right now. I had nothing to do with, with how smart you are. Um, that right. is, a, that's, you know, that's the big boy club. You know how they get into that school. So right. then, pulled the string or something. Totally. So then they asked her like uh like what was like four times fifteen or something. And like she gave like four answers that were absolutely completely wrong. And I'm like, wow. okay, I understand, you know, that one is a little bit, you know, more complicated than pulling out the ten fingers to count. But nonetheless, like at least sit there. Your our teachers taught us multiple ways to do multiplication. Right. Um, you know, to, in order for us to be able to do it in our head. Um, I, Harvard. I had it figured out within a few seconds. Totally. Harvard student, <laughs> three wrong answers on a, on a, a mathematic, not even like trick. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, okay, that I, I would have been stumped with some trigonometry. I, I'll admit that. But like, yes, but multiplication, addition, subtraction, division. These are mostly things that we should be able to do in our head for the most part. I mean, I'm not going to be able to figure out what, you know, um, 10 divided by 10 million or, you know, by 3,465 in my head. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to write that stuff down, but come on, 15, right. four, that's like, you know, simple math. Um, yeah. Pretty, Even I can figure it out. Yeah. Pretty, pretty simple math. Yeah, exactly. Even I can figure it out. Um, so this one I love too. Uh, I'm going to play this little clip for you real quick. And this is awesome. So if you guys know, um, Trump got fined like 350 more, $54 million over New York because of some BS. It was all stupid, just violated his rights, doing nothing different than anybody in that business does. 
Um, so then Trump comes out this weekend and he markets like, uh, I think a couple of thousand, I don't know, of his new sneakers. Have you seen the sneakers? They're like gold. They look like Wonder Woman, you know, right. gold sneakers. And these things were selling for like 5,000 bucks or whatever. Yeah, I hope I agree with you. They are very, very ugly. Um, if yeah. I had the money, I'd purchase them because you know darn well you can turn around and sell them for double what you paid them right now. Not to mention like 40 years down the road, but they are god-awful ugly. I wouldn't – I would hide these in my closet. I wouldn't even want to look at them. Um, but anyways, uh, so this guy right here purchased a pair of signed Trump shoes. For like 9,000 bucks. Keep in mind though, these were signed by Trump at the event that he released them. So, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that as far as uh, a purchase item. Listen to this. I, I just love this guy. And I loved it. I, I love him more because of what the news tried to do to him and the reality. Listen to this. So, bought a pair of sneakers. These sneakers. And apparently, they made me a Russian oligarch overnight. Here's how. Guys, I'm a yeah. sneakerhead. So there was, I'm also a U.S. Army veteran. There was loads of articles that they released on him this weekend saying that wealthy Russian oligarch purchases $9,000 um, Trump sneakers to support Trump. Okay? Keep, keep that in mind. Wealthy Russian oligarch. Because they're trying to put him in the whole Putin-Trump hate camp. Gets so Correct. awesome. And yes, I am a Republican. The title of the article read, a Russian oligarch spends $9,000 on sneakers to support Trump. Sounds sketchy, but I actually came from Ukraine. <laughs> at the time, it was part of the Soviet Union. <laughs> it's cool. I came here at the age of 13 as a refugee, where my dad had $4 in his pocket. It's, I busted. it's even better. Like, the dude is literally what all these liberals are out there supporting. And they, they tried to <laughs> flip it on him. And he turned out to be everything that these liberals claim to support. <laughs> my ass working every dirty job under the sun to get where I am today in order to be able to afford to buy these $9,000 pair of collectible sneakers. And not only that, he is the classic example of immigration in America. Come to this country right. seeking a better life, poor as you could possibly be, working eight dirty jobs in order to get enough money to get your business going to be a billionaire like he is. This is this is what America is right here. And <laughs> he turned out like, I just find it hilarious. Oh, and I'm from Ukraine, by the way, but it gets better. But I guess the headline of Russian refugee, Ukrainian refugee, or perhaps maybe just a man, that would not get as many clicks as a Russian oligarch. Right. I even saw a tweet from a Ukrainian patriot that said, a Russian shady watch dealer uh, bought $9,000 pair of sneakers as a way to move money to Russia somehow. Of course, I kindly <laughs> asked the author to uh, check the fact that um, my own charity raised over a quarter million dollars of aid to Ukraine since that war has <laughs> started before putting out accusations of stupid tweets, if you will. I wasn't trying to make a political statement by buying these shoes. Of course, the internet blew up. I'm getting comments and messages from on IG from people saying, oh, I am no longer following you or I'm unfollowing you because you are a Trump supporter and I'm no longer doing business with you. It's funny, here I am, maybe I'm silly. I thought that people done business with Luxury Bazaar because we've been in business for 21 years because of trust, because of personalized customer service that we provide in great pricing. But I guess I was wrong. You know what saddens me the most about this whole situation is that over something as stupid as a pair of sneakers, it showed me so clearly once again 
on just how divided our country is. Mm-hmm. With that said, guys, there's not a mean tweet in the world. There's not an IG post. There's not a news article that's going to stop me from being who I am. And that is a patriot of this country, a country that once let in a 13-year-old immigrant and gave me the opportunity to be where I am today. And I'm going to be thankful for that for the rest of my life. You want to hate me for wanting this country to be great again? Go ahead and judge the sneakerhead. But no matter what, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. May sound cliche, but that's how I feel. Thank you, and God bless America. That's awesome. And I I love how he ended that too. But like, so like this guy right here is the perfect example of what it is to be an American. And and Mm -hmm. for all those people that are like, oh, you guys just hate immigrants? No, no, we don't. We love immigrants. We understand that this country right here is a country, is a cornucopia country of immigrants from all around this world that have come together, assimilated as one people to become a, na- a beautiful nation like our America is. That's what America is. And this guy right here is a great example of what it means to be an American. Do we have a problem with immigration? Absolutely not. But we want to know who's coming in here, just like I want to know who enters my home. You know what I'm saying? I'll let Jay Wu enter my home anytime because I know Jay Wu. But somebody standing outside that I don't know, am I going to ask him into my house? Not without a gun next to my hip because I don't know that person. You know, so it's no different here in America. We want to know who's coming in, who we want these people to do it 100% the right way. And that's what drives me up the wall as far as all the Democrats going, well, you guys are just haters. You're all racist. No, it has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with that. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you come from as long as you're coming here to embrace our country and not try to come here and change it. The same problem that I've got with liberals that are leaving California and coming to Kentucky or Texas only to bring their, their voting habits with them. You know what I'm saying? If you want, if you're leaving a place for change, make change. Simple. Yeah. Well, and and as I recall, you know, they used to call this country the Great Melting Pot. That's exactly because it's nothing but a big giant melting pot. Right, and people came here because we had freedom and liberty. Yep. That's what our so, country's supposed to you know, be. And 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 they had to earn it. You know, they had to integrate themselves into our country by by learning about our constitution and and why this country is the way that it is, and and learning English and and then becoming a part of of this nation as an American. And it it's it's and it's as simple as that. You're an American. You're not uh, uh, Asian American. You're not uh, African American. You're you're an American. And and that's that's it you know but just be an american and do it right yeah exactly heaven matt says people came here for the pot grow it in your own country <laughs> just grow it in your own country i'm assuming that's what you're talking about just grow it over there man i'll send you i'll send you what you need you don't need to come all the way here um <laughs> so jay crest just so you know i just uh loaded that uh clip into our celtic christian on telegram so it is in there right now if you guys want to go back and watch that clip definitely do so um we'll go through a couple more things we're going to get into oh dude i'm about to and i love this because i when i told when i asked you to come on i told you we had a, gr- a crazy topic but i didn't tell you what it was because i didn't want to i wanted to, to blindside you with this one and get your uh opinions on it are you there? Uh-oh. Am I about to be dropped? Can you guys hear me? Give me a five-five if you can hear me. 
Okay, cool. Okay, good. Oh, I, yeah, you froze up on your end. For a second, you froze up. Yeah, you froze. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I got it. This is gonna be a great topic. Like I said, this is gonna be a fun topic. Um, once we get into it, I got a couple more news things, man. But I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this because the possibility of this is mind blowing. Once again, doesn't matter overall scripturally. Isn't gonna keep us from heaven or anything. But I mean, once you get into scripture, I get pretty much interested in everything. Um, right. So uh, next we got, and I love this too, um, Putin um, was at some function today, and he literally turned around and told the gays, I guess they were touching some kid, he goes, don't touch the kids, like angrily. <laughs> so good for Putin, man. This is supposed to be the, the bad guy, right? Right. And he's like literally um, standing up or standing against the stuff that we'd be standing against, or we should be. Um. So let's all send a reminder to Speaker Johnson. We want the January 6th committee to be investigated. What are they hiding? Um, and I want to know this. Why is it almost March and Speaker Johnson hasn't even talked about the January 6th committee um, and their crimes that they committed with Nancy Pelosi, Capitol Police, and FBI? You know what I'm saying? So once again, we know whose side this guy is on. We all had we all had hopes that, um, you know, but you know the old saying is, uh, you know, don't get rid of one evil when you don't know how evil the other one is because you could be pulling in a whole worse evil than you had before. Um, so I want to know what um, this guy is doing. And once again, we need to get rid of all of them, all of them. Go back to what General Flynn said, whether you are part of the deep state doing all this tyranny or whether you just kept your mouth shut, decided it was best not to tell the people of this country, you need to go, period. And you're treasonous. You know what I'm saying? Sitting back and not saying anything to the people is just as much treason as the ones that committed the treason themselves. You guys are supposed to be watching our backs, watching out for us, but you're not doing so. We got to get rid of all these guys. Um, so uh, the Novini, um didn't work, so they're back to space nukes. So they tried that Novini, you know, with the guy that died that wasn't, you know, didn't pick up the steam they wanted in America. So now they're back to U.S. claims Russia to launch anti-satellite nuclear weapons into space this year. And Putin literally came out and was like, no, nah, we don't want nukes in space. You know, I know <laughs> that people have the ability to lie or whatever, but I tend to trust him more than I trust uh, anyone who's over here telling me what Putin's saying. But like, he right. was like, no, we don't want nukes up there. You know, and once again, you don't need a nuke to take out a satellite. Um, you know, our country is trying to set the stage for an EMP. Yeah. Well, and Putin is really, I mean, just, you know, the whole judge a man by his actions. You know, he's shown a lot of restraint. We, we would have been far easier provoked, you know, if you blew up one of our pipelines or moved biological and and missiles right up to our border um we had been all over that i mean look what went down in in cuba you know way back in the day yeah. so you know as far as i could tell he's he's a pretty honorable dude and doesn't really doesn't seem to me like he wants to expand he just wants to be left alone like 90 percent of americans 100 percent. i mean and even you find out that he had a peace deal ready to go that turkey was sponsoring and uh and once again it's as bad as ukraine is ukraine's taking orders from our three letters just right guaranteed it's it's been going on since 2014 if not earlier than that um, that's exactly what's going on right now so they drafted up literally a peace plan which was absolutely denied um, and our country was the one that was behind that, along with uh, with Boris Johnson and all of them. You know what I'm saying? So, like, 
yeah, you can blame everything you want to on Russia. We we know the reality here, and uh, I like I said, I I trust. There's so many bad countries that I trust more than our three letter agencies, especially <laughs> the, the international one. This article, the C, that I said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which one was that? CIA. I'll say it again. CIA. <laughs> <laughs> and they cut us off. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so this is crazy too. You can't even have a normal job anymore and be safe. Um, so you, you now cannot defend yourself against migrants attacking and robbing you in New York. Um, if you do, you end up going to jail. So migrants are attacking police officers and they're, they're going after just people that are walking down the street, minding their own business. Um, and then there was an Amazon driver who literally fended off a drunk immigrant who was trying to steal everything from his truck. And the Amazon driver got charged, not the person that was stealing all of his stuff. The Amazon driver is now being charged. So just imagine waking up today. You're like, ah, man, I don't want to go to work, but I got to, you know, take care of the bills for my family. Not expecting that you're going to be in jail five hours later because you were defending other people's property, which if that stuff had been stolen from that Amazon Prime vehicle, Amazon probably would have had him accountable for the stuff that was robbed out of the back of that vehicle. So they can't even have a good, honest job anymore. It's a lose-lose. But I can't, you know, I can't see people seeing that happen and not having a, a reaction to it. You know, it's like, there's no way unless you're completely, you know, excuse my language, retarded to not see the, the complete unjust nature of, of what's going on with the immigrants and how they're just allowed to run roughshod over the American people who aren't even allowed to defend themselves. Yeah. And we're about to see the fruits of that here soon. I'm telling you, man, mm-hmm. it's coming. I'm just, the, the more things go on overseas, it's going to end up popping up over here at some point. Like I just get out of the cities, just get out of the cities. You know, I always go back to that one thing, you know, in the city, you will have no time to even go back for your robe. Like things are going to happen so fast that, you know, just like I'll tell you again. Um, and it was, it was, this means a lot to me because I used to have dreams about this all the time, um, where I'd be in a battle and I wouldn't have my shoes. And I'd be freaking out, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'd, I always make sure, like, literally in real life, I always have, like, a brand new pair of, of uh, hiking boots that I haven't used and then the ones that I wear every single day. So I'm not without <laughs> those shoes. But a, a special operator um, in the in the uh, Army told me the other day, he said that we have reached a time where you don't want to leave the house without closed-toed shoes or closed-toed laced shoes. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, well, it's weird that you say that, but, I don't, you know, why do you say that specifically? He goes, because things are about to happen so fast, and the last thing you want to do is be caught in a situation where you either have to fight or run wearing Crocs or flip-flops. He's yeah. like, we are now at the point where you don't leave your house without closed-toed lace shoes. And that's a pretty big deal if you think about it. Um, because if anything, that's the one thing you don't want are open toes trying to run away over glass and rock and who knows what else. But It's funny you said that about the shoes because – I have a brand new pair of, of high quality hiking boots. I have my regular everyday hiking boots and then I got my steel toe work boots. Yep. I, I will never ever. Cause I mean, these, I used to have these dreams frequently and it always mm. literally be in a war and I'm wearing the wrong shoes and they're slowing me down. You know what I'm saying? So like I wake up in a panic, you know? So since I had all those, I've always made sure to have them. And, uh, and like I said, is I, 
I'm pretty frugal with the things that I spend money on. Um, but when it comes to like camping equipment or like shoes, I don't mind spending a little bit more money on them. I don't care how fancy they are. I just want something's going to last me. And I started getting keen K E E N um, shoes mm-hmm. like hiking boots, best shoes I've ever had. I've literally wore the same pair for like six years and they were still wearable. Like these things mm-hmm. are, and I mean, I I'm hard on shoes. I am too, but you know, um, I, I got the Merrells, which yeah, Merrells just, are, yeah, those are great, but they, they don't, they don't hold up low. Well, my work environment's pretty rough on shoes anyway, but, um, you know, I'll get it. I'll get a solid year out of them here at work, but you know, day to day, I mean, no problem. I can get, I can get multiple years out of a pair of shoes. Oh yeah, man. I am so hard on my shoes. Like I said, as I, and I'm not a creature of habit too, I'll stick with the ones I'll, I'll buy the same kind so that I, you know, when they stop making them, I still have that pair because they were so comfortable and lasted forever. Um, right. But my Keens, I love those Keens so much. Cause like I said, is that last pair that I had, I got like years ago and I've been hiking, camping. I mean, I'm, I mean, everyday use. I'm not one of those people that, you know, will alternate shoes throughout the day or the week. I'll just wear them until they right. die. I'm like a guy, you know what I'm saying? Like you wear your underwear <laughs> until they don't stay up on their own any longer. <laughs> yep, yep, that's how I am too. You know, I don't get rid of my shoes until they got holes in them. And... I know I say that, and every every wife that's in here is like, I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. My husband's been wearing the same underwear for twelve years, and there's holes in them, but he still wears them. <laughs> well, dude, the crap out of our clothes. Well, one, I hate shopping for clothes, so yeah, I'll, I'll get a lot of mileage out. Of it. I got hell, I got t-shirts from when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I still wear. No, I know. Back like, when they made a cotton. No, nah, like I said, I just waste not, want not. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's still functional, it still works. I'm going to use it until it no longer works. Um, the shoes included. So yeah. So here we go. Here, and this is a an interesting thing that popped up. So American Red Cross. That's right. American Red Cross is now asking blood donors if they ever received the COVID vaccination. If the answer is yes, then they are instructed to call. Um a hotline to see if they're eligible to give blood. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, yeah. Pretty interesting right there. Um, mm. yeah. So, and we know that cause my big question and my big worry is like, what if we end up in an, in an incident? Are, are we going to be informed what kind of blood that we're getting? Are we going to get like regular people blood? Do I have that choice? Can I tell them, do I put something in my wallet that says, don't give me anybody's vaccinated taint blood. Like, I don't want your tainted blood. Like, um, they should make a medical alert bracelet that says no, no yeah, vaccine. Totally, like a, like a, a diabetes bracelet, but one that says, give me, give me a uh, pure blood, pure blood only. Right. Um, but it's an interesting thing. And like I said, it's enough of a concern apparently to where red cross is now. So my question here is when they call that hotline, do they say, um, what's your name? Um, and then they look up the name to see what kind or what form of the vax they had. That's my big question. Like why, how would a hotline help this decision unless they can go, okay, well, uh, it says here that Mr. Duncan had, uh, the Pfizer second generate, you know what I'm saying? That kind of like, it has to be like that. Yeah. Well, you know, something that comes to my mind, that's kind of good news is if they're concerned about it being vaccinated or non-vaccinated blood then 
you know, with all the chemtrailing and all the stuff, and, and I've even heard reports of non-vaccinated people having the same issues as vaccinated people. I mean, that's kind of a, a good news that the unvaxxed are still considered pretty clean as far as that goes. Otherwise, they wouldn't really care about it, right? Exactly, because they're not asking the unvaxxed. So apparently... Right. You know, you thought that the unvaxxed are the ones that had the problem, you know, like, what are you going to give them some like of your COVID blood or whatever, you know, but like I said, it's the opposite. So they, they know that there's a problem. Um, right. So yeah, despite protein, exactly. Mimo. Um, so we're just, hopefully they, cause we know the next pandemic's on the way. Um, if it repeats like it did four years ago, we'll be looking at a lockdown by next month, by March. Mm-hmm. Um, we, no one's going for the lockdowns, man. No. Yeah, no one's going to fall for that this year. But here's another weird, too, um, and we'll move to this quickly. So um, you realize that there are like 30 schools that are closed um, during the eclipse? Really? Yeah, how weird is that? Like, I'm talking, I went through a list today of uh, multiple states where they were closing their schools for that. Um, The date for that, Mimo, is uh, April 8th. And it seems weird to me because... um, wouldn't this be one of those opportunities that you would embrace as a school, get your kids outside and do a little science, you know what I'm saying? An opportunity to, to talk scientifically about something that you normally wouldn't see. Yeah. The, the teaching opportunity. Um, so right. it's interesting that there's actually schools that are closing on that day and you can go online and, and find these that are all closed on April 8th. And it says specifically for the eclipse. Huh. Yeah, when you know, I was in school, we, we made, those boxes, you know, that you could look yeah, at. The, yeah, I was about to say that where, yeah, you, yeah. or you look at it backwards and it would shine on a piece of paper. There was like multiple mm-hmm. things that they taught us how to make. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They turned it into a whole science thing. We made a week out of it. Exactly. You know, and, uh, um, I see people in here too, you know, and, uh, I have to say is like, I have to agree with Robin recovering. Like, what do they know? That's my big, that was my first thing. I'm like, what do they know? That's weird. Um, next, uh, we'll run through this one too. Real estate investor Grant Cordone, um, says that his company will immediately discontinue, um, the underwriting on New York real estate. This guy's like a, another wealthy guy. So there's like a lot of wealthy uh, real estate agents that are pulling out of New York. New York's going to be hurt by this financially in the long mm-hmm. run. Um, and I'm not sure exactly where the trucker thing has moved, um, forward or not, but I have seen video of some shells that are being emptied, but. For I don't know that could have been like during a hurricane ten years ago. I, you know what I'm saying? Like people are quick to jumping on videos and telling you what you're seeing rather than doing the research. So, what was it? I can't recall if it was on your show last night or if it was something I heard yesterday. But you know the guy that went viral who kicked it all off. Mm-hmm. Um, he recanted. He, he went on his page and, and recanted everything and said, don't do it. You know, um, he, he, so it's like he got someone talked to him, said, we're going to kill your family. If you like don't. Guther Engelman or something like that. Yeah. I think he was the one that came out and it's sad, man. Like we're kind of in the world right now where we need to do these things without worrying about those consequences of death. You know what I'm saying? This is how you step right. up and do things. And that's the thing is that we need to be worried about the country as a whole and not our part in this country. You know, our, right. our parts is not even in this country. Our parts not even in a land that exists here. It's all in heaven, you know. Right. It was it was DJ Shaw that sent that to me. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and that's trying to give credit, credits to you. <laughs> it's not surprising. It's not surprising yeah. to me at all. 
Um, and then we got Hunter Biden attorneys, and this gets even better. You remember the Parmesan cheese that they found? That they were like, it's cocaine. No, it's Parmesan cheese. So <laughs> it, it gets even greater. Hunter Biden attorneys say reckless prosecutors mistook lines of sawdust for cocaine and evidence dump. So now we have moved beyond uh, Parmesan cheese and it's sawdust. And that's nothing to joke about, guys. I had a buddy of mine with a, a major sawdust addiction. Took him 12 years to get over it. Absolutely addicted. He was the most miserable person to be around because he didn't get his sawdust fix. So uh, nothing to be joking around, but apparently that's what we're looking at right here. <laughs> sawdust man i i just every day man it's like come on guys are you trying to make me laugh because you did um now a new thing in new york the immigrants that are over in new york are starting to dress up like disney characters walk around and rob people so they'll have one decoy um sitting there getting their photograph taken with you while mickey mouse is digging in your purse stealing your your money so man what, I, New York just gives me all these reasons not to want to go. Um, right. I don't, there's no way I'd want to go there, man. It's a big circus. I, what, did, what did Mimo say that uh, what compared to New York City? I, I can't remember. I, I lost it back in here somewhere, but it was a pretty dead-on analogy <laughs> compared to New York City. Um, it's a big circus right now. Unbelievable. So, uh, Well, we got important people to me in New Jersey. And, yeah, I want... I want them out of there. Oh yeah, she. Yeah, that's right. Bimo said it. Um, New York City is the the Bud Light of cities. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> exactly. That was so perfect. Um, yeah. and, so then we hear this is in um, Massachusetts. Uh, ninety three thousand four hundred and forty dollars per year. That's how much a family of four migrants in Massachusetts were seized for food while living in a hotel. That's also being paid for by us. During a year, they tell us um, has a budget shortfall and they expect taxes to increase. So they're going to be raising their taxes more so that you can pay these immigrants. We repeat that $93,440 more than I've ever made in a year ever as a hardworking American citizen, never made that much money, but we're paying that much money for these people. Mm. Well, yeah, it makes sense. You know, it's amazing how we can survive on so little, you know, if we have to, I don't make right. much money at all, man, but I, got a place we pay our bills we feed our families you know what i'm saying these people are making yeah. almost a hundred thousand dollars just for walking in this country and doing nothing and staying in really nice hotels and staying in super nice hotels nicer hotels than i man i, I you should have seen the hotel that i stayed at when i was down at the border man it would have you guys would have felt dirty this day i was just <laughs> i'm like well i guess there's no bed bugs i guess i'm good with that man but it stunk it smelled like mold it was gross it was dirty and i tried to be out of that hotel as much as I could. But like I said, I don't complain. I had shelter over my head when it was raining. So zero right. complaints. I mean, then finally, oh man, doctors are claiming that hormone filled breast milk from men is equally as nutritious as the milk they get from their mothers. I'm still, I, I, I just still didn't realize that, that men could produce milk. I, I really pray. I never see a man nursing a baby. Oh, I dude, if I, I don't know, I will not be able to keep my mouth shut. I'd be, I would be the jerk that you guys have never seen before. If I was walking down the road and saw that, I'd be like, dude, you are what's wrong with our country. You are what's wrong with this world. And then I would end it with, you need Jesus here. Have my Bible. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to keep my hand open. Oh, unless man. maybe I slapped him. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what Steve says. He says they can't make milk. I'm like, I'm like, are they convincing they can, or is there some new kind of surgery or something that allows them to get milk? I don't know, man, but nonetheless, like just completely messed up world. And it just gets more messed up every single day, every single day. Then we got this woman right here. Pornhub spokesperson implies that she's watched babies touch themselves inappropriately. I'm not going to use a word here. Um, and then she wants sex ed in kindergarten. Dude, we got to fix this world, man. Jesus, please, please, please come home <laughs> or come wow. take us home. I mean, it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And finally, before we go into our topic, Steve Gruber says that over 1.3 million absentee ballots have been requested in Michigan. What is Michigan expecting? They're they expecting that many people not to be in Michigan during the election. Are they expecting uh, that many people to be sick and ill in order to need these um, these uh, absentee ballots? I mean, because we're we're what. We're still months and months and months and months away from this. There's no way of knowing anybody's going to be sick unless they plan on making us sick or unless they plan on you and these things to hand over to illegals to cheat the election, which is probably the right answer. Right. All right, man. Let's get into this crazy topic tonight. Are you ready for this one? Dude, hit me. Okay. This one can be absolutely in no way proved by anything that we have in our hands. I'm going to say that first. So I'm going to read this one to you real quick. Matthew 17. It says, after six days, Jesus took him with Peter or took uh, with Peter, James and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There, there he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. Um, just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking to Jesus. Okay, so this is on the Mount of Trans uh, of Transfiguration. Now, um, and for some reason, when I whenever I've read about this, I I don't know if it's because I know of them also being at Mount Olives, but for some reason I felt like this was at Mount Olives. But um, there's like three or four, depending on the theologian that you read. Um, this wasn't specifically mentioned where the um, Mount of Transfiguration was or where this took place. Um, but one thing that stood out to me that was interesting was uh, first off, we've been talking about threes. Um, I've been having dreams where three comes up a lot recently. Jeff and I had a discussion, you know, obviously some of the big things happen in threes. One of the most important things, the Trinity, you know, the right. Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, but three comes up quite often. Um, in this particular case, Jesus took three people with him, okay? Peter, James, and John. And then you had another three because two more people showed up, and that would have been Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. All right, now I'm going to run all the way back over to the beginning of, of Old Testament, okay? You had Elijah and you had Moses. So Moses um, obviously brought all the Jews through um, you know, the desert, ended up on Mount Sinai, and ended up speaking to God on Mount Sinai, all right? Then you had... Um, Elijah, who was on Mount Carmel, um, ended up in a cave, and God talked to him in a cave. And if you guys remember the story of that, these are the people that were reaching out for Baal or for Baal, and God was like, Elijah, why are you hiding in this cage, you know, or in this cave? So this is a mind-blowing thought. Like I said, can't be proven in any way, but think about this for a second. Okay, so this is the life. This is Matthew 17. This is during the time of Jesus. So 
we had talked one time a while back of, of a guy named Reverend Hovind, who's a, a scientist, um, but he does a lot of theological and divinity research, super smart guy. And he did this, this one thing that blew my mind because I've always been one of those people where I can talk to a Christian and explain Christ to a Christian without a problem because they already understand. It's not hard to prove to a Christian. You don't have to prove to a Christian that Christ exists. They already believe. That's why they're Christians. Right. I'm like, but how do you convince like science-minded people that believe in evolution and stuff? How do you talk to them and, and prove you know God's existence to them in a science kind of way, something that they would understand? Well, Hovind did this in a remarkable way, and he explained it is that you know like a house or a computer. You know, where do you build them? Do you build a computer from the inside out or from the outside? And do you build a house from the inside or the outside? And we well, have to be outside of a house in order to build a home. You have to be outside of a computer in order to build a computer. So what he said was that the Lord Almighty, our creator in heaven, um, is proof that he created everything is because he would have had to have been outside of it in order to create it. So how do you, you know, so when, when, time was created when matter was created when space was created you can't create that from the inside it hasn't existed yet it hasn't been created so you can't create something from an inside of a creation that hasn't been created you had to have been outside of it therefore when god created um when god created time he needed a space to put that time when god created space he needed matter to fill that space. So God created time, space, and matter from outside. Okay. He was his own thing who created his creation. Therefore, unlike us, we, and, and we even have this question right here is that, you know, we're confused about what time is. We have what we call our linear time, but we're even now questioning how accurate our history was, how accurately the calendar, we've had multiple discussions about this. When is the real first of the new year? How many months are there really? You go back into some old scripture that was written in the 1600s. It'll tell you there's 13 months. You come mm -hmm. into new, you know, to modern day, they're trying to convince you there's 12 months and so forth. So, so nonetheless, is that as humans, we live within the creation, the time, the space, and the matter that God created. We are bound by this. Um, our time scale that we go by may be completely wrong because we all know that what we would call a day is not a day to God. What we would call a year is not a year to God. Like I said, God transcends time because he created it. So right. here is where I'm about to get deep. Now, I want to hear your theory on this one right here. I already had this one with Jeff earlier. Okay, once again, the transfiguration. Matthew 17, after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brothers of James, led them to the high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before him Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Okay? So Moses and Elijah were talking to Jesus the witnesses who were there, that would have been um, Peter, James, and John, witnessed Jesus talking to Elijah and Moses. Okay? So here is the crazy part. When Jesus was speaking to them on Mount Transfiguration, was he speaking to Moses in his time? Was he speaking to Elijah in his time? Was Jesus transcending time when he literally spoke to those things? Were they, step, were they literally standing in the time where they were from when Jesus talked to them. 
So you have to wonder, is the conversation that took place on Mount Sinai, the conversation that took place in the cave with Elijah, was Jesus, was God, Jesus, speaking to them from Jesus's time? Because remember, God supersedes all time. You know what I'm saying? He's outside mm -hmm. of it. So it wouldn't be out of God's ability to be able to do that. So here's my question. This is what would be a mind blower if, if this, and like I said, no way to prove it. So when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, having the conversation with um, Elijah and Moses, was the conversation that Christ was having with them, the conversation that um, Moses had on the top of Mount Sinai, the conversation that Elijah had in that cave. So was the history that had already been created, created during Jesus's time and existed because he's Jesus? Does that, do you see where I'm going with this? I I I think so. I think so. Um, because that's a mind blower. Because Moses and Elijah had no doubt whatsoever. They had this super confidence and and surety of the coming of the Messiah. Right. What would make that? What would make you have no question whatsoever that you talked to Christ before Christ was even born? Mm -hmm. Okay, but because he's God, he was already born. He obviously was because he spoke the world into existence. So how crazy would it be is the day that Christ was talking to Moses and Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration, that he was actually talking to them as they sat on Sinai and Karamal, um, literally creating the history in his time that existed before. I know this is complicated. It's mind blowing. But no, we're talking, I, I, I'm getting you now. Yeah, I'm picking we're, up. we're talking God here. You know what I'm saying? So it does. Right. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's what comes up for me. Jesus, you know, and, and I, I would want to, you know, and, and I don't know, maybe um, Jeff had something to say about this, and I'd like to talk to Jim too, but I'm, I, I suspect that Jesus existed before he was ever placed here on earth. Yes. So, and and even if he didn't, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to just do like you said and and when he transformed that was how they had seen him when they had the conversation which is what i think you're saying right yes okay so i mean it, it makes sense but then i think when when they're on the mount and they have the witnesses i think that they were brought you know down from heaven like uh like god's like hey you guys need to go talk to Jesus and he's over here. And, uh, and so he, he took on the form that they had seen him with prior to in their original conversations. So they'd recognize him, which I think was kind of what you were saying too. Yeah. Cause Debbie says unseen realm. Um, and that's kind mm -hmm. of one of the things, you know, is like, um, cause we hear all this stuff about portals and stuff. And remember, like I said, is that unlike us who are bound in this time, God and Jesus aren't Christ is God in the flesh. Um, I'll go back. I think it was Kitty too, that said something like that a moment ago. Um, Exodus, Leviticus numbers, many instances where it says God in the flesh. Um, isn't that Jesus? Exactly. So it's God in the flesh. So at the very, you know, so there's the chance yeah, that they, they came down from heaven because they were both in heaven. Um, they, they were both in heaven and that could be too, but wouldn't it be crazy though, if that they were standing in their time, when Christ mm. was talking to both of them. So that would have meant that Moses would have been in his time. Elijah would have been in, in a separate time 
than Moses was. And then Jesus would have been in the furthest forward time. So like it would have still been interesting, even if they were just in their time. It wasn't necessarily the conversation on, on the two mounts that, that God mm-hmm. had with them. But but still, you know, what I'm saying it just shows because, like I said, is God and Jesus can be anywhere to us. There's a past. There's a present. There's a future. But to God, there is no past, present and future. Time right. is irrelevant. It's it's eternal. It exists all like simultaneously. We're the ones that need to go backwards and forwards. God mm. doesn't. But you know, if you also think about this too, is that God says, "Fear not, stress not, and so forth." Does the present the present moment rarely brings you stress? What brings us the most stress are things that have already happened or worrying about things that are going to happen. So living right. in the moment is a rather stress free place because you're only given an option at that point is to act on something rather than to worry about it. You know, so like I said, we spend a lot of time worrying about what we've done. We spend a lot about time about worrying about what we're going to do, but there's really no worry in the moment um, other than acting upon the circumstance. Right. What, what, uh, what <laughs> so what I was just thinking is maybe those conversations between the three of them happened in all three timelines. It, and, and that very well could have been too, because like I said, it all transcends time. So, right. so I know it's a little mind blowing, you know what I'm saying? Um, because, you know, we're, we're talking like just with the whole people that are like aliens, aliens, outer space, we're like no inner space dimensional. Cause this would all fall right into the inner space dimensional. You know, like I said, we're the ones that create time. God right. has, God has no time. You know what I'm saying? Like he well, doesn't look at a watch or go, okay, Jesus, uh, 10 more minutes, you know, God's right. like, and go. And, and I mean, aside from work, how, how important is time to us other than seasons? Like if we were living the way we were designed, you know, we would, we would be concerned about planting and you know, growing and maintaining and harvest. Okay. And in scripture, um, it talks about the seasons, but it doesn't talk about um, February, March, or April. Right. Yeah, it's not, uh, you know, on this date, uh, at this particular time, you need to do this. Yeah, there was none of that really in the Bible, is there? Um, so that's that's interesting. And it's funny because, uh, okay, so I've been getting into a lot of flat earth stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of it's, you know, being related to the Bible and and just how all that works by God's design. And, and, and the, you know, again, you know, not necessarily provable stuff. I mean, there's a lot of scripture that points to things and all that. Um, but in the flat earth model, um, you know, God sits above. And people are saying, okay, that would be in, in say, the center of the firmament, oh, the firmament above yeah, us. The, yeah, the throne sits upon the center of the firmament. Right. Well, where are the northern lights? Yeah. And so, so someone was saying, you know, the northern lights are, you know, um, representative of his throne. Yeah. And that stars, shooting stars. Are angels. Well, actually, um yeah angels or fallen coming back and forth yeah um but uh it's just actually i someone referenced it as as demons um coming down to to do you know to fill a vessel 
but you know, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's all interesting stuff and I'm, I'm really kind of leaning towards a flat earth model, but at the same time, there are some things that I have personally witnessed that I don't know, you know, like for instance, the, um, the big international space station, like I've seen that fly over, you know? Yeah. But see, here's the thing. So, you know, Okay, I'm going to go with the example that you just used, North, North Star or, or the Northern Lights. Okay, that's a it's a worldly thing. We mm-hmm. we were the ones who created North, South, East, and West. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I see a lot because a lot of people they'll run right to science to disprove it. Like, and you know my feelings on on flat Earth, global Earth. I'm not invested. I enjoy the right. conversation. I will never, ever, never get mad at anybody who has a different thought because I don't know. Um, yeah. And- me neither. I, I just like that. Yeah. I like the concept. But, I like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an interesting conversation, you know, when you're going through with the knowing the firmament and so forth, you know, it's certainly interesting, but um, a lot of people, um, cause you know, it's like when, when I ask, okay, well prove it to me, you know what I'm saying? And I'll, I'll be like that with both sides. I'm like, I want to hear you just convince me, convince me it's right. global, convince me it's flat. I love these conversations. Um, but I always have the science that comes back to try to convince me about certain things like global earth and so forth. They're like, okay, well explain North, South, East, and West to me. And I'm like, well, we created that. You know what I'm saying? We were the ones that gave them those names. What God, you know what I'm saying? So like, you're, you're basically giving me man-made descriptions of things. Um, so ultimately well, it doesn't matter to me, like I say, cause a uh, flat earth or global earth isn't going to keep me from getting to heaven or get me to heaven. Right. Well, um, I mean, the Bible does say as far from the the West or as far from East, yeah, you know the thing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but like, I mean, because, but, but I'm saying as far as the direction goes, you know, we assume that North would be this way, South would be that way and so forth, you know, but how do we know it's not up or down? You see what I'm saying? Like, we don't even know right. if, we're, if we're standing upside down right now or straight up <laughs> by right. global well, that's it's actually it's 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 labeled on the flat earth model um and also one of the things i saw the other day that was pretty cool was have you ever seen frozen oxygen oh yeah the blue the sky the blue oxygen yeah that's over in antarctica it's when it's frozen it's sky blue which could represent what the firmament firmament is is. and matter of fact um one cool thing about this is i just watched some uh videos on this the other day um they can't remove it they can take chunks of it, but they can't get like 10 minutes outside of Antarctica before this stuff melts because it doesn't take, it needs like extremely cold weather in order to, to stay in. And we don't have fridges that do this. So they've never been successful at, at moving this stuff and um, it regenerates. So they, right. they tried to, to dig this like 10 mile tunnel and they couldn't dig it because it kept shrinking up. So it, it would just regenerate itself. So once again, that's a godly firmament right there. It's like, what, you man think you can come dig this up? I'm God. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm just going to, there we go. Man did. Get that crap out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zeke, Ezekiel skies the firmament. Um, And then, you know, finally, because we're, we're actually out of time, but I just wanted to, to have that conversation, man, and I thank you for joining me with it because, like I said, yeah. every now and then, I'm just like, whoa. You know, where I'll... I'll I love this kind of conversation. What we, you know, what sucks is, and you probably had run into this with Jeff too, is I'll take it to Jim and, and he'll just be like, Oh yeah, blah. And it's like, Oh man, you just took all the cool out of, well, out no, of- Jeff, Jeff actually, <laughs> Jeff was, was like, you know, okay, well I see, you know, he didn't 
give me the no this is the way that it is he he actually uh engaged my conversation or entertained my conversation because he's just like dude i'm a pretty deep thinker man but where do you come up with this stuff I, i'm like right. you know, i i feel you know it kind of sounds like one of those things like a bunch of hippies sitting around a fire smoking a joint going dude oh man i'm about to blow your mind check this out you know that's <laughs> that's kind of one of those theories man but like right well no and and jen will definitely indulge in in those kind of conversations because if they're not if they're not backed up by scripture he does like to get you know you know, best guess and, and talk about it. But, you know, he's very much like, well, if I can't prove it with scripture, you know, it's. Well, no, and this is, this can't be proved. Cause like I said, we don't even right. know, we don't even know where the amount of transfiguration was, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, that's one of those things right. that, and obviously it wasn't in scripture. Um, I don't have a great relationship with Elijah. He doesn't like me too much. I don't know. I think it's because <laughs> I dated his sister years back. I don't know. Um, but I don't have a relationship with any of them to be like, Hey, so that day that you talked to Jesus um, on the on the mount, like wh- wh- where were you? You know, I don't. I wish I did, but I don't. Yeah. No, well, I guess that's you know one you can annoy Jesus with when you get there. Um, Mimo, I um had never heard this. I came across um something that was talking about um the mount of transgressions or transfiguration. I looked it up, and that's kind of where I went and dug into this. And you know, um, Mimo says that Kim Clement said that years ago. So that's pretty cool. So I'm not the only one who's like, you know, there um, you go. Yeah. It just, to me, I just get really intrigued by little things. It's like, whoa, because like, we know that God is capable of absolutely anything. He's turned some cold hearts warm. He's done. He is let, he has literally flooded worlds or flooded our earth. He has split water. Like God's capable of absolutely everything, especially being out of time. We're the ones who are caught in the time loop. And I'll be quite honest with you. Time itself is such a weight on us. It's literally another one of those devil's distractions because um, we just, we know what we need to do and we have eternity to keep doing what we're doing. But time itself keeps us, you know, focused on, on what we, other things we shouldn't be, you know, so it's a, it's a heavy weight for us. I think that's one of the most powerful tools that evil has created, to be quite honest. And, oh yeah, you know, and raises the dead. How could I have forgotten about that, Heaven Matt? Raises the dead. That's a pretty big one. Up there with splitting water and flooding the earth, raising the dead. Pretty good one. Right. Um, you know, so then lastly, before we go in the prayer, I'm gonna point this one out too. Um, you know, because I've been going through one thing I was, you know, looking up the other day is like, what does Jesus look like? Where is it mentioned in scripture? And you know, it is mentioned. Um but it certainly isn't the pictures that we always see. Cause I was listening to the view, um, a clip from the view the other day and they were <clears throat> oh, blonde head, blue eyed Jesus. And I'm like, I've never seen a picture of a blue eyed, blonde haired Jesus. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, but you know, in scripture it does, it mentions them as like dark skin, like, like woolly white hair, you know what I'm saying? Like very different than the pictures that we see running around. But as I'm reading that correctly, that's like future Jesus, not like, Jesus that walked the earth, Jesus. And I could be wrong with that one. I think this is this. I think what I read describes the Jesus that comes back from heaven as the lion, not the lamb that left the earth. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was Hebrew. So, yeah. Though he would have been uh, darker skinned. Yeah. But, you know, I think we all like, you know, when Jesus comes back, he's in his, he's in his heavenly body. Yeah. So, you know, 
and we get to have those too when we go to heaven. Yes. And, and we're not, we'll be recognizable, but we're not going to look the same. Is you know, how I understand. Now, and that was the conversation I had with my mom. She goes, when I get to heaven, will I, will I recognize my mom and my dad? And I said, no, you probably won't. I said, but here's the kicker. Right now on this world, we have what we call blood family. We have people that we feel because they are our family. We are closer to them than we are with other people that aren't blood related. When you get to heaven, you don't see people as your blood mom or your blood dad. You see everyone as the heavenly family. So you will be just excited to see Velma, who you don't know, as you will to see Grandmama Miller. Well, actually, I think I think you just opened another can of worms here. I probably because <laughs> <laughs> because well just think about it you know there's there's those we have connection um and and it, you know it's god given but you know when you think about someone and then they call or that sort of thing like we are all interconnected and and i think we can recognize each other's spirits yeah you know we don't, we don't necessarily like or you meet somebody for the first time and it's like you've known each other for years it's, it's, yeah we're we're all the children of God. So it's not, mm -hmm. so, so you may, I said, you know, you may recognize grandma, you know what I'm saying? But it's not like you're going to be more excited to see her than you are about this person, this person, this person. Cause when you get to heaven, like everyone is your family and you, and you feel that, right. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, so it's not like, uh, man, I get to see Jay Wu when I get to heaven or, or Jeff, when I get to heaven, you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone's our best friend, our family, our brothers, our sisters, you know what I'm saying? So we're probably, just as excited to see everyone once again i don't know i'm still here we'll, talking we'll, to guys on kc so i have not been to heaven yet <laughs> well i we'll was see. there once before i was sent down here um in, in the womb but other than that like i don't remember too much about it well and that's what i wonder you know maybe we like those people you meet that you feel like you just known for a long time maybe we we have met in another yeah. in, in or, another dimension or, or another in, in heaven when we were there Right. Or <laughs> another slice of this timeline that's occurring at the same time, but in a whole other time and space. I don't know. You know, all the, all the, yeah, it, it's all nuts. It's crazy. Bible summarized well, in one word is home. Not heaven, <laughs> Matt. Awesome. Well, brother, we, we're over our time right now. You know, I was just going to throw in real quick, you know, the description of angels and scriptures. You know, we, we pictured these, uh, beautiful creatures with these big white wings and stuff like that, you know, and like literally the, the angel description, um, was a pretty different. It was, uh, like wheels within wheels with eyes and stuff like that. So, you know, you look up at, at a star underneath a magnifying glass and, and you can see where they were going with the description of, of, of angels, particular kind, I think, but Nonetheless, whole nother conversation that we'll get into another right. night. But, uh, <laughs> but brother, I want I thank you so much for popping on this evening, man. Uh, well, like I said, I just I, I wanted to go. I wanted to have a back and forth with somebody on this conversation. I'm 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 totally down for the uh, the philosophical conversations that don't necessarily matter too much, but are really cool to have. <laughs> yeah, you know this this is this is what I do at five six in the morning. I'll, I'll, no. like, I'll try to go to bed and then my brain starts thinking real deep. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to forget this if I don't look it up. And all of a sudden, four hours later, I'm like in some big spiritual rabbit hole. I, I wish I was uh, up at the same time as you were, but I know I'm going to bed by the time you guys are getting up. Well, maybe if we ever get over this whole, you know, t stupid time thing, we can, uh, 
live proper lives and and by by God's will and and have all those conversations. Exactly, man. And I look forward to it, man. We 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 got time. We got some stuff to do here. And uh, whether we don't finish our conversation here, we'll finish it up in heaven, man. There you go. So, uh, would would you mind? Would you mind praying us out this evening? Not at all. Awesome. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, I, I just, as always, first and foremost, thank you. Um, just thank you. There really needs to be nothing more said than thank you. Thank you for this family. Um, thank you for this time that we get to spend together and the time we get to spend together during the day in prayer with you and the, the time we get to just enjoy your word and enjoy fellowship and, and, think about the awesome just unending universe that you've created and that that the just the miraculous abilities you have and um they're really unfathomable and and i like trying to fathom them um so thank you for all the blessings seen and unseen thank you for these times and and the conversations and just speculating of, about the things you do because it's just fun and it's beautiful and it's always of you and and that's the important thing and just the time to open our minds to to you and to your will and to just enjoy one another's company and conversation so just thank you i have a prayer of thanks tonight and and appreciation for everything that you do and And so with that, I just say thank you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen, brother. And and thank you, Lord, for getting us to the show and to the prayer. Um, Yeah. You didn't even get cut off. What the heck? Not exactly. (laughs) Like I said, the last couple of nights, and uh, I'm going to try to fix this issue and see if it is the issue by moving the studio to a place that literally has um, a place where I can hook hard line. And we'll see if that works because I don't know what it is. Um, it just seems to happen every now and then, and it always seems to when I get into a really like last night, I was like in the middle of the prayer. And just so you guys yeah. know, um, I'll notice that the show shut down because my Zoom will shut off, and then I'll notice that the conversation doesn't move any forward. But I always carry my prayers through. So even though no one's here listening, I'm still continuing my prayer until I finish that. So. I mean, because God's still listening, even though nobody else is here listening to the prayer, God's still listening. So I always carry it through. Right on. But, <laughs> Good to know. But anyways, um, brother, once again, I want to thank you so much, man. Absolutely uh, wonderful. Always talking to you. I love you, man. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful. You too, and like I said, is you know, I thank you for, for like I said, all of you guys for entertaining me with these uh, deep thoughts, because uh, that's one <laughs> thing is that, you know. We, we know that surfacely we can read everything that we need to in scripture, but there's so much more to it. There's keys that unlock everything. And a lot of this we weren't supposed to know. Um, that's why a lot of the details aren't specifically mentioned in scripture because, you know, well, God knows we'll get there when we get there. Um, all the right. answers will come to us in heaven. But well, uh, I think he left it open so we could have these kind of conversations, too. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing, though, is that we're talking about him. Two or more people coming together in conversation. If we didn't love or care about God, we wouldn't be having these conversations. We wouldn't be interested, you know, so exactly. Well, brother, I love you, man. I want to thank you so much. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely get back on here again soon. 
And uh, yeah. all of you out here in the chat, God bless you all. I love you all so much. And I thank you so much um, for all that you bring to the show, for all the conversations that you carry on. You guys are absolutely amazing. And uh, we got some crazy times coming up to us, but just stay excited. Stay focused on the Heavenly Father. God's got a big mission for us. And as normal, there's no reason to be afraid because we're going to have everything that we need. Just keep on repenting. Keep on strengthening your faith. Spread that gospel as much as you possibly can. Um, we don't know how much time we have left. The only thing that we are certain of is that we are a step closer today to rapture and end times than we were yesterday. We can guarantee that one. But, and yeah. we have the best family ever. Oh, we right here. Kind of like the great family, the greatest family. I mean, I, I like there's not a day that goes by that I just don't think it just thank God and appreciation for these blessings, you know, because it's, it's the big blessings. We, we need each other during these times, especially when God's removing the bane from our lives. He's bringing in what we need in our lives. And that's all of you guys. So absolutely Amen. amazing. Well, thank you all. I love you very, very much. We will see you tomorrow evening for Kilted Christian, episode 550. And uh, we'll get into that conversation. Hopefully, Jeff will be joining us tomorrow. We'll get into the prophecy com or the prophecy of old school that we were talking about before. But in the meantime, guys, have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening. I will see you tomorrow night. And I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night That our flag was still Oh, say does that star-spangled banner get absolutely beautiful rest of your night and remember once again spoil alert god wins so fear not stress not let go of all of your anxiety pray 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 keep on praying never stop we're gonna need to pray more than we ever have spread that gospel from nation to nation and step up and serve god in every way that you can just learn to listen listen harder because god is speaking to us all our souls are opening up like flowers in a rain we are prepared for what's coming and god will give us everything that we need Guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night. We will see you tomorrow evening for Kilted Christian episode 550. Have a beautiful night and God bless.